people get excited about the I do's and the I wills when it's wedding time. It's a beautiful thing to dream about the blissful day with the one you love. But too often we are not taking the time to consider the reality of the day-to-day living or securing our future. It is absolutely necessary to consider life after the honeymoon. I am Dr. Sabrina Ellis and welcome to Wife Life Securing Your Future. Hello, I am Dr. Sabrina Ellis and welcome to Wife Life Securing Your Future, part of the D-Free Podcast Network. Here we're going to have some tough but necessary conversations. In the first episode, we discuss why it's important to plan for the unexpected. For many women, the road to poverty begins after their husband dies or after they become a divorcee. Many people think that won't happen to them. And even if it does, it won't happen for many years. But listen, I have some statistics for you. According to the CDC, the divorce rate is more than 50% in the U.S. Approximately 800,000 people are whittled each year, and 700,000 of them are, are women. That's according to the U.S. Census Bureau. And worldwide, there are roughly 115 million widows living in poverty. Lastly, the average age for a person to become a widow is 55 years old. And 75% of women will be widowed by the age of 56. So my intention is not to depress you with this topic, but my hope is to provide some guidance and inspiration for you to prepare for your future. The first thing you need to do is to make a plan. Joining us today is a woman who has been making plans to address challenges for decades. Welcome, Pastor Alexis Williams. It is a pleasure to speak with you today. Well, yes. Glad to have you. Glad to be here. My first question to you is, how did you first learn that you needed to prepare for financial challenges? Well, I first learned, first of all, thank you for having me today. Um, This is an awesome topic um, where many women need to know the important secrets to be prepared. And when I was very young, I became a caregiver, Um, started taking care of my dad, who was a pastor, and then my sisters and my mother. And I learned then the importance of preparing because who knows when that loved one is going to leave. Unfortunately, in my mother's case, it was a little different. And that's how I learned to be prepared if my husband left me And that's because my dad, who was a pastor, the old timers back then, Pastor Ellis, they believed in leaving their estate under the name of the church. And unfortunately, when everything is left under the name of that particular church, 
um, whoever the next pastor is, they basically are at liberty to do whatever they want to do. And, and, and it was such an unfortunate situation. I had a good father, good provider, um, left some things for my mom. But when it came to the house, when it came to um, a life insurance policy, everything was under the name of the church. Therefore, the church controlled they controlled. My mother didn't even have a copy of the policy. But unfortunately, you know, things worked in a different way regarding the, the house. But I've learned then, I says, oh, and I used to ask my mother so many questions about the policy. She said, I didn't see it, but I know he left it. Come to find out the church was the beneficiary, unfortunately. And were they fair? Well, they kept the balance of it for whenever the Lord transitioned her. But however, when it came to the house, it was not in her name. It was in the church's name. So you're talking about insurance policy and other things. Um, it's so important. So I've learned at a young age when I saw what my mother went through to be well prepared. So being married, I started preparing myself. You know, never knowing when that day was going to get here. I says, you know what? Let me do what I have to do. So I learned at a young age through my mom, her experience. And unfortunately, uh, when she transitioned, I won't go into the full story, but uh, my mother transitioned 2018. And because I was there taking care of her, I was asked to leave the house. But when it came to that insurance policy of my husband, I've learned to reserve some things. I reserve, re learned to reserve funds and have an insurance policy on her, on uh, my husband rather, because of the mistake my dad made. I see. So, so what, what do the steps look like that you took to prepare yourself financially, um, either before you met your husband, during the time you were married to your husband? What steps did you take to secure your future? Well, as a young lady, it was, you know, a, a situation where it was five girls, two boys. So we were always taught, my dad did tell us, come up in life, you know, stay within your means. You know how we want to keep up with the Joneses. But we were taught to stay within our means, save your money, uh, put it in a savings account. And, and that's before I met my husband. As a young lady, I started saving money, not spending um, but I stayed within my means and I began to put money away in a savings account where, you know, back in the day they had what you call their, those passport books where you were able to put the money on and it wasn't convenient to take it off. You had to go in the bank to get it. So I, that is that account. Believe it or not, at the age of 63, guess what? I still have that account. Wow. Yes. And um, it, it was just good to do it that way because it disciplined me. Because I knew me. I love to shout, shout, um, shop. I love to buy. I love to um, didn't spend unwisely, but I love the nice things of life. But I began to save money. And even when I met my husband, got engaged, I saved. Whatever income came in, I saved my money. So would you say that during your marriage, your 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 life and, and your financial situation was pretty comfortable? 
Well, it was comfortable. Um, I believe if I didn't start saving at the time when I started, it would have been it would have been very uncomfortable. But I started at a young age saving, and guess what? I sat down with my husband. Sometimes married women feel once you get married, you you can't have your own. You can't have your own accounts. You can't have your own money. I believe in yes to become the one. But it's a good thing to always have your personal account. They don't want to teach that today. <laughs> you know, they're teaching that the, the, the two become one and don't have you. No, but uh, my dad always taught us. So I had my own personal savings account, even um, after meeting my husband. And, and I, I don't think, you know, that I was too uncomfortable. But I think, you know, at a time in your life, you can continue to save to be at that point where you don't have to worry when you close your eyes at night. I would just make, before I ask my next question, it's just a sidebar statement. I find it ironic that your mom was in the situation that she was in, but yet it was your father that taught you how to save and to prepare yourself financially. I just think that is very interesting. Yeah. Um, how would you describe your financial life after your husband passed away? After he passed away, I can say this. Um, my husband and I, Bishop and I, um, sat down and we had a discussion. And that's something that women do not do. I sat down and talked with my husband about funds. I talked to him about the insurance um, policy. Because what happens, unfortunately, when your husband transitioned, a woman do not know anything about the business. They don't have, know anything about finances. Now, this is the funny thing about this situation, even going back to my parents. My mom depended on my dad for everything. And when my, my um, dad passed, my mother couldn't even tell you how to pay the bills. She couldn't tell you where, who, were the, who was um, the car insurance, who were the holders of the pot. She couldn't tell you anything. So I learned by her mistakes, even though my dad taught me how to save money, he never put that policy in place. Now, that's one little error he made there. <laughs> that's a major er error. Mm -hmm. But I've learned um, how to save. So when Bishop passed, I would say I was pretty stable. I was pretty comfortable because up to this day, I'm yet saving. So would you say then that the discussions you had prior to your husband's passing provided more of a smooth transition for you financially? Um, I believe so. I believe so. Um, and it's because Alexis made that choice. Alexis took those steps, not just sitting there having a conversation with my husband, waiting for him to put things in place. But I sat and spoke with him. I wanted a copy of the policy. I wanted copies of papers. I made sure papers were not in the name of the church because we have to learn how to separate husband and wife and separate the church. And when it came to my home, I didn't bring the church into my home. So when I sat and talked to my husband, um, we sat and talked about the policy and then the Otherwise, thing about it is I got my own policy for him. I, I was able to get my own policy on my husband because I saw that he wasn't well. And I saw it many years before he transitioned. You know, Bishop needed a kidney in 20, 
um, 11. So I saw these things coming and um, I just began to prepare myself financially. So I, I would say when he transitioned, um, I was pretty settled. I didn't have fear because I just kept on maintaining myself and saving even up to this day, you know, we spend and we're, you know, paying bills and doing a whole lot of things, but you have to continue to have that income to save. Absolutely. Well, in your experience as a mentor to women, I know you mentor women. Can you describe some of the challenges that you have witnessed uh, uh, or seen other women face firsthand when they don't prepare? Devastating. It is. Pastor Ellis, it's so devastating to know that um, these women were not prepared. Unfortunately, before COVID-19, you talk to so many pastors' wives. Some of them were very fearful, number one, in sitting down having that discussion. And then unfortunately, some of the pastors and some of the husbands, you know, forget just pastors' wives, but women in general, men did not put things in place and the women did not step up to even acknowledge it. So they were not prepared. They had to end up cremating their husbands. They had to end up using the worst, I would say cheap caskets and a cheap way of putting him away. Um, women were broke. I thank God I was able to help some of them, even if it was to buy groceries and help with their children, but they were not prepared. They depended on the church. You know, when you're in the church, unfortunately, you know, it's very glamorous to first ladies, wearing the hats, the red bottom shoes and the Gucci bags and, all that is wonderful, but are we really thinking about our future? Once that is over, what happens then? And I've witnessed first ladies really falling on their face, unfortunately. And then the church did not take care of them. They neglected them. And they had to basically go find their own homes to live in. Um, just a very hard time because things were not in place for them. That sounds very devastating. What advice would you give to the women who may be listening to this podcast? I would say to the women, you know, I knew my husband was ill, but no one knows the time or the day when they are going to transition. The first thing pastor said in the beginning, you have to have a plan. Everybody should have a plan for their life financially. You should have a plan for your children. You know, where does your children stand if you have kids when it comes to the fact that your husband's transitioning? Do you have savings for your children? Do you have, are they on the policy? You know, these are very important facts that we must take into consideration. So I want to tell the women, sit down and make a plan and then have that conversation with your husband. Don't be afraid. Speak up. Because God forbid, if something happens to him, you know, you're left here. You're left here by yourself to live. You know, unfortunately, talking to some widows who have gone through this unfortunate transition, some of them wanted to take their own lives. Some of them just didn't have, they felt they didn't have a purpose. They felt that, you know, I heard of some of them actually said to me, well, Pastor, what am I here for? 
Not long I spoke to someone, why am I here? I have no money. The church didn't help me. I have no future. I have no, it's because they were depressed. They were stressed. All of these items and these issues stressed them out and they went into anxiety because they were not prepared. Women, you have to prepare yourself. You have to get a, a life insurance policy. You have to save money. You have to sit down and plan your life and have your own personal account. Now, I, I put, I, I can't put emphasis on that enough that it's okay. You know, my, my you know, Pastor Alice, my dad used to say, don't let your left know what your right is doing. <laughs> you know, do what you gotta do. But women, you have to save money and then look out for your family. You know, when your husband's gone, you have children that you have to feed. Do not rely on other sources or the church to take care of you. The church is not going to, you know, do what they need to do. Once I, I've learned this, once a person is six feet under, plans change. That person that is in charge, that exec executrix, whoever's in charge, they're going to do what they want to do. And you can't, you can't sit back and just wait and twirl your fingers. Some pastor's wives, some of, some of them been through that two times and didn't learn. And I've heard that from someone. So I was very happy and um, very satisfied when I was able to help someone just two weeks ago because they've been down that road twice. And I said, start saving, do what you have to do because you don't know if there's going to be a third time. You just never know. So it's important that you plan your life, plan your future. Thank you so much, Pastor Alexis, for speaking to us today. This has been awesome. Thank you for your transparency. And thank you for sharing how you are helping other women who have experienced such devastating um, events in their lives. I know these are tough conversations to have but they are absolutely necessary. This concludes this episode of the Wife Life Securing Your Future podcast, part of the D-Free Podcast Network. Next time, we will discuss what needs to be in your financial preparation plan and what you can do now if you don't have one.